and welcome back to people who don't watch movies reviewing movies i'm jake and i'm madison and this week we're going to be reviewing medicine for melancholy directed by barry jenkins let's first start off with the fact that this was definitely an indie film it was very low budget and you could definitely tell that the professional film quality wasn't there and so we we looked it up and it's got a budget of fifteen thousand dollars for the whole production and honestly like it's very um interesting how much they were able to do with that because it felt like it was done pretty well with that kind of budget obviously it, it's very hard to compare it to something like a big box office film but it's very interesting to see that that kind of type of film because it's not something you see a lot of obviously because the big hits are usually big budget big production with all sorts of big name people so it's an interesting other side to it so for barry jenkins this was actually his first film and he later had a lot of other popular films including um moonlight which won an oscar back in 2017 um so i feel like we should dive right in into talking about the title medicine for melancholy i from the title itself i had no idea what to expect for this movie but basically it's just talking about the two main characters sadness and basically the movie is about um two people joe and micah after a one night stand after the night of a wild party and basically micah is very um like black lives matter very very um opinionated that white people are oppressing black people and that interracial couples really shouldn't be a thing but on the other hand joe has a white boyfriend who's living in london so the whole movie's basically about them talking about their differences through that and working through those issues and so with the sadness like you're talking about in the title it's interesting to see that they were kind of portrayed in two very different ways because Michael is very like outspoken about like his issues and what he believes and what he's dealing with or as Joe's is kind of you really had to infer it so it was really different on both sides of one you could tell right off the bat and one like you really had to think about to see where it comes into play definitely polar opposites when it came to the characters as for the plotline itself it, there was definitely a lot of meaning within it um basically what we just said about the whole black lives matter and just um the racial tensions between black and whites in the united states um also as for the like the entertainment quality of the movie itself i personally found it 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 was almost like i was wait it was all a build-up and then I was just waiting for something to big to happen, like the climax or just something, but nothing really came of it. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I felt like it wasn't like a a movie that you'd really watch like for the entertainment, like, oh, this is gonna be a really entertaining film, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna really enjoy this, but more kind of for the message that it gives. So that's a very, um, it's not a typical movie and, interesting that that was his first foray into the movie business was kind of a different one than people usually see 
And that being said, there was a lot of like technical aspects that Jenkins purposefully put into the film. One of the bigger ones that I first noticed was color. Like when you were watching it, there's not the like the vivid color that we're used to seeing in movies. It was like very dull and almost felt black and white, but like with a hint of like dull yellow there or a hint of dull red somewhere else. Yeah, and so um, I was really confused by that. So I looked it up afterward and I found a quote from Jenkins and he basically said, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but basically said that the color, he used more colors when the less they were worried about issues such as racial equality and housing issues. And so when they were really focused on stuff like that, it was very dull because he wanted to kind of show how much, almost like how much life it was sucking out of people and that they couldn't enjoy anything while thinking about it. So he visually showed that with the colors that he used, which I thought was a very interesting way to do it because when's the last time you've seen a film that is shot in color but is mostly post-production edited to look black and white? I, that is very interesting. I didn't really think of it that way. I didn't even know until you looked it up. <laughs> and then we also, I also thought about the sounds within the movie. There wasn't like, there wasn't much to the script. It was very minimal, like to the point, there was no like unnecessary lines. It felt like every line meant something. Um, but along with that also came with like the, the sounds of like the world around them, like the cars beeping and the children screaming. And I specifically remember this one scene where they're on this carousel for the day, for like a part of the day. And the music was just very loud. And then like instantly after they got off the carousel, it switched back to the sounds of the world around them. And I don't really know why he did this, I would personally assume that it was because he wanted to show like these problems of housing and racial tensions are very real. And by doing so, he incorporated sounds from the real world and even amplified them a little bit. Um, and also, uh, just from like an enjoyment perspective, I thought it was, I really liked how he did it with not a lot of dialogue and a lot of kind of natural noise, like against a very different kind of film like again you wouldn't really see that but I thought it was interesting kind of like a step back and kind of taking the surroundings but you could also kind of tell that it was a lower budget film with some of the audio as like there were some instances where it would cut from very loud to very quiet or like differ like really differ in quality like just from shot to shot like it would be playing the same sound but not quite at the same quality but overall it was still enjoyable and kind of a departure from what you normally see and it was kind of like a breath of fresh air and then so also another technical aspect that we talked about a lot was the camera angles and the shots i thought it was very good camera work um there were a few instances such as the scene where Micah is biking to Joe's house where they use a lot of the same camera angles like in quick succession. It definitely where, gets repetitive. Yeah, yeah, there were like, it felt like they were just cutting back and forth between two angles. Like you could have just stayed on one or the other. Um, but there were some really unique ones that I thought did really well and really kind of 
pushed home the point. I mean, one of the ones I definitely noticed the most was he did focus on like a lot of close-ups on the actors' faces. Because the movie um, really only had two main characters, or like two characters at all. Like there really wasn't, I couldn't name any other characters other than Micah and Joe. And throughout the movie, there's like this consistency of just close-ups on their faces, whether they're like happy or sad. It's definitely a style I think that he, I would be surprised that he would incorporate in other films of his. And just kind of building off what you said about two characters, I'm thinking about it now, and I cannot think of a voice line from anyone else. Actually, no, there's one from the the museum director just talking to Joe, but it's like one sentence, maybe. I can't think of any other ones. Can you? I, voice lines? I mean, other than like the barista at the coffee shop in the very beginning. But other than that, the two actors are really the the heart of the film. So basically this movie, overall thoughts of mine, I thought the message of it was very good, very deep and meaningful, powerful to say the least. Um, from an entertainment aspect, I I don't think I would watch it again personally. Shocking, I know, right? But I just found it, I just was waiting for that climax, that like that build that never really took off from there. Yeah, um, I would agree with your assessment. Again, like, I wouldn't watch it for an entertainment perspective and, like, people sitting down and going, oh, I just want a relaxing movie to watch. Like, it's not really for that, but I thought the message was really good. I thought he conveyed it very well, both with the plot as well as, like, the technical aspects. So, yeah, that's all I have to say on this movie. Anything else from you? Um, nope, but so for next week, we're going to try a new segment. We're going to call it uh, Preview Predictions, where because um, we are people who don't watch movies, we're, before we watch them, we're going to sit down and try to predict what the movie's about and how we think we're going to like it, kind of just by what we've heard about it or what we've what we know about it. So Even- hopefully it'll be interesting and we'll kind of see a new perspective on it. So we'll play that at the beginning of each um, new episode to see what we think. I think it'll be funny to see what will, how different it actually is from our predictions. So yeah, we'll start that off next week, and we're gonna um, kick that kick that off with watching Avatar, directed by James Cameron. I've never seen it, and I know it's a big deal, and I know there's blue people, so I think it's gonna be good. <laughs> all right, so that's all the time we got for medicine for melancholy. Thanks for tuning in.